want to be a martyr. No, I. I want to live. That is good. For believing what you do, we confer upon you a rare gift these days. A martyr's death. The cross commands you. The blood of the martyrs commands you. I wrote them down in my diary so that I wouldn't have to remember. Alright, I've either done something good or we have made a terrible mistake because I had a complaint. I was told that this series was getting a little too gruesome and gory and that it was focusing on too many of the details, and I was going out of my way to not do that. So, because I love all of you and don't want to ruin your breakfast or lunch or whenever it is you listen to this, we have a hall monitor. Hi! I'm back! (laughs) So when... So when she starts passing out on me, I have gone too far. So simply because I know you are there. Okay. I have gone out of my way to make adjustments to what was included in this week's offering. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I just did. The last one I read, poor Polycarp. Read? You listened to it? I listened to it. Yeah, sure. I didn't read it. I listened to it. I was at the gym and I had a really hard time focusing on my sets because I'm just thinking of how painful that was. What he had to go through. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is gruesome. Like, one example is (laughs) enough. But. It wasn't that. Well, I mean, what do you want me to do? Leave Uh, parts out of the story? It's hard to choose. I can imagine it is because it's it's important. We are in the Empire, Roman Empire, the reign of Diocletian. And we will probably be here again simply because Diocletian just killed that many people. (laughs) There's just no no other way to say that. He just killed that many people. We're probably going to be in Diocletian's reign at another point again. Oh, goodness. Now, this is the worst of the worst parts of prosecution. Persecution. I can't speak English suddenly. <laughs> so I mentioned last week that it's always darkest before the dawn. And the, mm-hmm. empi- the emperor that is going to finally take over and solidify his reign after Diocletian is going to be Constantine, which is going to mark the end of persecution ah, for the Christians. Okay. But with that, Diocletian's reign is literally the worst of the worst for the Christian church. Like okay. we ratcheted everything up to 11. So we're not dealing with unity. Forget unity. We're throwing that out the window. Okay. Diocletian, this is my favorite part of this whole story. You ready? So Diocletian brings the oracle ladies to his house because there are problems in the empire. And they disembowel some animals and pour the entrails into a bowl and do the voodoo that they do so well. And in the process of reading this entrails, they tell him that they have determined what the problem in the empire is. And the answer is... Christians. <laughs> oh, okay. So Diocletian immediately begins a purge mm-hmm. of the Christians. In 299, he begins a purge. It begins in the imperial household. Immediately, you are demanded to offer sacrifice to the pagan gods, or you are thrown out of the house. And again, remember this. When we say imperial household, I don't mean like his kids. I mean the treasurer, the bodyguards, all of these people. You're, okay. you're either with me or you're getting tossed on your butt. So all like state employees yes, type of thing. Yes, yes. Gotcha. That is, the imperial, check, that is the imperial part. household. Okay. Now that purge then moves from the household to the military, which, I mean, that kind of makes kinda, sense. Yeah. Now Not that lasts a grand total of about 18 months before he's like, you know what? 
purging these people is just not quite getting the job done. So while on, I don't know, vacation is the right word, touring, he begins his outright outright persecution with the Manichaeans. And if you want to know about the Manichaeans, I believe we actually have a Heretics episode about that. So you can go hunt that down and learn about the Manichaeans. That's up to you. Well, he eventually moves the idea from persecuting the Manichaeans to persecuting Christians. Okay. Now, this is awesome. Oh, really? Why did Diocletian persecute the Christians? He gave reasons. He okay. had reasons. Number one, because of its novelty. Oh. Diocletian is like a conservative, holding to the past, clinging to the old ways, dialed up to 27, not 11, 27. So because Christianity is novel, it is bad. Oh, okay. Because it has alien origins, and that doesn't mean like Jesus was a little blue, a little green person from Mars, <laughs> meaning it's not Roman in origin. Okay. It is from the Jews, or it is from the Iranian lands, it is from the Persian lands, it is something so, else. Not Roman, bad. Yeah, Roman is good, not Roman is bad. Gotcha. This is my favorite. Because of its moral corruption. Moral yes, corruption? Yes, the Christians were morally corrupt. And what okay. he meant by that is the, the old stories going all the way back to Pliny never got refuted or dealt with in any shape, form, or fashion. So Christians were viewed as incestuous because husbands and wives in the church gathering would refer to each other as brother, brother and sister. Sisters in Christ. They, gotcha. were, they were cannibals. Uh because they ate yeah. flesh and drank blood when they got together. The crackers and the juice. Yes, were, yes. Well, uh, wine and bread in their world. Well, true. <laughs> we had crackers but, and juice, but yeah. Yes, we turn into the giant three-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So, and the other one was because they held an opposition to long-standing religious tradition. See, because you disagree with me, uh, you're bad. Ah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> now, when I say Diocletian is the worst of the worst, I mean, okay, hit list time. You ready? And okay. this isn't even exhaustive. Romanus, who was a, um, a deacon in Caesarea, uh, Anthemus, who was bishop of Nicomedia, as well as several of his deacons, mm-hmm. Albin, this is, a, this is a fun guy, Albin is the first British martyr. British, British. Remember, Britain, British uh, Britain up until Scotland basically is part of the Roman Empire. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So the first first British martyr is uh, as recorded by the Venerable Bede, and that's actually his name in church history. He was so well respected in Britain that his name in history during his lifetime was the Venerable Bede. His okay. name was Bede, but it was Bede. like that, that. His first name became a last name, and, and his first name became Venerable. Basically, he was so widely regarded and well respected. Oh wow! So Vener, the Venerable Bede records that Albin is the first um, British martyr, along with his executioner. His executioner, listening to the testimony of Albin, finally couldn't bring himself to do it, and, and asked Albin's permission to die either in his place or alongside of him. Oh, Albin gave him permission for the latter. He said, no, you can't die for me. That's Jesus' job, but you may die with me. So the executioner puts his head down, and somebody else volunteers and cuts both their heads off. Oh, gracious. So there's also thousands, I mean thousands, Caesarea, Rome, Nicomedia, which is in modern-day Turkey, so Mm -hmm. Anatolia in that world. I mean France, which uh, Gaul, you name it. They were trying to kill people. And not only was it just the numbers, but it was the brutality of his work. That's the part I don't feel. I know, but just <laughs> I want to put this in perspective for you. I, okay. I have one. You ready? Just one. All right. One individual, a man named Peter, and that's what we know about him, was Simple. stripped, okay. raised high, so strung up and hanging, and scourged. 
That's not pleasant. No. Salt and vinegar were then poured into his wounds. Oh. And he was strapped to a grate, a metal grate, and slowly broiled over an open flame. So they treated him like a Burger King cheeseburger. Oh, I'll never eat Burger King again. The the broiling is, according to testimony, to have taken several hours to kill him. So, I mean, low flame. Yeah. And they just left him tied up there and slowly cooked him while he sang songs and and, and, and psalms and hymns and things. Oh, God bless him. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. See, that's the whole point of this. Yeah. That's the the reaction I want out of this. This is not like, ew. This is, I don't have that kind of strength. Well, duh. Neither did Peter 25 seconds before he needed the, it. That's, that is true. But God when does he needed provide it, when you need. he had it. So, yeah. And that's actually not who we're focusing on today. Oh, okay. No, today we are focusing on Sebastian. Ooh. Just a good name. Not the little crab dude from The Little Mermaid. Or Johann, the music composer. No, no. That's Johann Sebastian Bach. That's true. That's Bach. <laughs> How about Bach? Excuse me. Sebastian was an officer in the emperor's guard at Rome. This kind of a big deal. Yeah, it is. So as part of the purge and then later executioning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Executioning. There you go. Yeah. He was brought in, offered the, um, given the opportunity to recant and to offer the worship to the ancient gods. What, what, um. Diocletian wanted would have been the offering to what would we would understand as the Olympian gods. Okay. Remember, ancient Roman religion co-opted Greek, Greek religion. Yeah. So yeah. Apollo, I'm sorry, Ares becomes Mars. Mars. Apollo keeps his name. Uh, Zeus becomes Jupiter. Uh-huh. Hera becomes Juno. Things like that. Yeah. But it's it's other than that, it's the same mythology. That that's true. Hercules yeah. becomes Heracles. <laughs> it's, oh, that yeah yeah big yeah, they, jump there. <laughs> they went all out. Okay. So. Make the sacrifices, offer the worship, go back to your job. Well, Sebastian refused. So Diocletian ordered him to be shot through with arrows. Okay. So pile of archers, basically the ancient firing squad. Yeah, that's what it says. So they did it, he drops. Bye-bye. Some Christians come along and offer to bury Sebastian. So they round up the body, carry him out. In the process of prepping him for burial, they discover something. He's not dead. He's not dead. Oh, no. So they treat his wounds, they bandage him up, and they care for him, and he recovers. Oh. Makes a full recovery. Recovers his strength. He's walking around now. If I'm Sebastian... I'm hiding. I'm like, I'm done here. This is good. Yeah. But in... I think he took... I think Sebastian (laughs) took his life lessons from Paul. Uh-huh. Like when Paul gets stoned, they drug him out, drag him outside the city and stone him, try to stone him to death. They think he's dead, so they go back inside the city, and then Paul gets up, dusts himself off, and goes back into the city. It's like, dude, like, dude, you, well, you got away that time. Don't, don't go back. Don't, don't press your luck. <laughs> Sebastian but. goes for a walk and intersects Diocletian and his guards out in the open square. I think- intentionally. I think I like paint myself white and go ooh as you do like. <laughs> He confronts Diocletian and oh accuses him of cruelty and tyranny for his persecution of the Christians. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he's already, quote unquote, died <laughs> once, according to this dude. So, might as well. So, Diocletian is Second so chance. moved by this testimony of the thought dead Sebastian I'm sure. that he has him arrested and beaten to death by his guard. Now, in order to make sure that this doesn't happen again. <laughs> Can't have him resurrect then again. Diocletian orders Sebastian's body to be thrown into the sewers so that he can't be buried and have any of these possibilities. 
Okay. Um, a woman whose name I did not write down, a faithful lady, marked and followed along, saw where the body was thrown. They actually recovered his body and buried him with the other Christian martyrs. Oh, well, that's good. No. I mean, not burying somebody doesn't mean they're not going to come back. Like every movie, did you see the dead body? Are you sure? So. Agreed. But at the same time, it's it's an honor yeah. for yeah. a not just a fallen soldier of the Roman army, but a fallen soldier of Christ's army, which again, yeah. was a the, guts, and honor. the guts required to be like, uh-huh. no, shoot me with arrows. I don't care. And then to be like, I survived. Well, go turn me loose. I'm going back. Jesus let me live so I can yell at him Mm. some more. He's John Cleese. Now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. I mean, (laughs) that's literally what this guy does. Again, where does that mindset come from? It comes Mm. from an empowering of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. a strengthening to deal deal with what the world gives you when you need it and not a second before. And that's what we have to remember about these guys. It's the same Holy Spirit that was at work then is at work now. The same empowering by God that was at work then is at work now now for our good and for his glory so until we meet again read your bible it'll do you good bye